Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to Condensed Histories with me, Greg Chapman. And me, Jim Daducci. It's been a while, Jim. It certainly has. We've been through hell and back. 2020's happened. 2020's. I was going to say, we've returned to the world pretty much exactly the same as we left it, I think. Is that the case? I guess so, kind of. Um, we've been talking off off air about exercise, uh, so both of us have been doing sort of home exercises because, yeah, 2020. And I don't know about you, but I certainly haven't been doing enough home exercises. Actually, do you know what? I'm I I look bit of a tummy, like my biscuits, okay. But actually, um, uh, overall, uh, healthier and and sort of stronger than I've probably been since my twenties because I've had nothing else to do. I've gone the opposite way because I I'm suffering the same problem I suffered post Italy. I always have this time in my life post Italy because I used to do a lot of touring around in Italy. And when I was touring around in Italy, I was doing five shows a day, five days a week, and then two nights a week, I was also doing five hours of physical theatre training. And it was basically a case of there wasn't enough food that I could eat to put on weight. I was in a situation where I was, you know, there were days, I'm not kidding, there were days when I was eating two pizzas and I was still just absolutely peak shape. And then I stopped doing Italy, started to move over to building up my career as an outside entertainer and I did maybe a show every weekend and I didn't realize that didn't mean I could eat I I couldn't eat the same amount anymore pizzas (laughs) and I've kind of done the same unfortunately during lockdown I've not adjusted what I'm eating for the fact that instead of spending my days out and about running around big arena fields trying to pedal the huge heavy stage strike around big sites and things like that I've just spent most of the day sitting down editing on a computer and the difference I think has made a slight difference to the to the circumference of my waist and does mean that I'm going to need to either lose weight or get some new show clothes before I get going again. Aww. So um, let's talk about the the well w- there are going to be changes everybody with the uh, the podcast but, but kind, of, kind of before we go into those uh, what I've done in the intervening time uh, and you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on the, on this, Greg, in a minute. Is my argument is this that yeah, over the last thousand years of English slash British history, there have been six moments that have genuinely changed society. Um, you know, look, the Battle of Waterloo was very important, but it didn't change society in any way. Okay, but there are six things that really did make a huge impact and echoed on past their 
their event. So, oh. uh, yeah, go on. Okay, so pause, pause there. You've got six things that changed British society. Six big events. Do you mind me trying to guess at the six events you've got? Go on, then. Okay, I reckon... So we're talking the past thousand or so years, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming we're going to start with the Battle of Hastings. Well done. Yep. There's got to be... We've got to have in there the Civil War. No. No? Oh, interesting. Okay, um, I'm going for the the World Wars. Yeah, okay, so there you go. You've got three out of the six, yeah? Uh, what else? Okay. Um, events that fundamentally change British society. Uh, the... Um, Let's see the uh, the the overthrowing of the church by no. Henry VIII. No. no, we're not gonna. No, okay, I'm gonna stop there because I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> well, you keep started getting... strongly. You started I very started strongly. Strong. I mean, the obvious ones are there, but go on. Okay, well, you, you'll kick yourself because there's definitely. I I, I I don't think I've picked anything too obscure. Okay, so starting with the Battle of Hastings, generally, as I just said, with Waterloo, battles generally don't change society, but in that one, because it was an invasion, you've suddenly got a different legal system. You've got uh, different uh, land ownership. You've got your local lord is suddenly speaking a different language. It changed society quite a lot okay then uh, you've got the black death uh you know that between a third and half of all of europe died simple as that uh, and so again that caused huge changes in society and things like the agrarian economy uh, let's not get too heavy into that then the next one the industrial revolution tiny little towns like birmingham suddenly became uh, massive cities it changed where we lived how we spent money how we made things um created all uh, all kinds of different ways of living and all new problems as well so if you like though those first three cover about sort of 800 years 900 years of our history and then the last three are all in a row uh both world wars um the first one uh, you know because women were pushing for their right to vote it was um the fact that they were doing in inverted commas men's work during world war one that kind of pushed that over the edge and uh, you know, or, um, and then with World War Two, yeah, yes, a lot of people died, but also more importantly, you know, at the end of it, because so much had been sacrificed, you get the setting up of the NHS, you get, you still get rationing after World War Two. Um, you know, the idea of perhaps a more of a British identity rather than just an imperial identity comes to the forefront. And then the sixth one is COVID. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to sort of like over exaggerate covid but if you think about it it's just changed the conversation on pretty much everything and even if tomorrow a vaccine was a produced that was safe and everybody could take do you really think everything's going to go back to normal the day after that no you know I, it's been a very very long time since i've been in a big crowd and i know i'm not going to say i'm going to freak out but i know i'm going to feel different about that handshakes you know, um, uh, we were talking about this off offline, but just, you know, the huge rush of people going into the centre of be it Manchester or Edinburgh or, or London, that's just not going to be a thing like it used to be because people will still be working from home a couple of days a week. Um, so this will have impact. Nobody's quite sure what it's going to be. I'm not trying to be a soothsayer here. These are just sort of like vague examples. There might be all kinds of un, uh, you know, uh, um, other issues that people might not necessarily know uh, are going to crop up. So, um, yeah, these are the sorts of things that will be happening. And, and so you've got these six periods and, and we're in one now. We're in a historical period. And, and whereas your granddad might have had his war stories or something like that, we all have right now our COVID stories. And, and I, get, I don't think Greg and I are necessarily going to go into those. They're kind of personal. But 
make no mistake about it, this will be taught in schools. And, you know, your grandkids or your kids will turn around to you and say, hey, you know, what was it like in 2020? What was lockdown like? You know, things like that will become part of the, the national conversation, a part of history. History books will be written about 2020. And the one of the fantastic things that I just want to touch on, where you say people say, what was it like? What was it like? One of the wonderful moments that I saw... It, it was a meme, I think it was, or a little comic strip on the internet. And it was about what was it like in 2020 and the difference of experience. And it was somebody who's sort of 10, 12 now, maybe slightly younger, being asked by their grandkids, what was COVID-19 like? What was it like in 2020? And them saying, it was a wonderful summer. It was the time when my parents both stayed home for the same hum for the whole summer, and we had this really long period of just being together. And I saw that, and I thought of speaking to my grandfather about the Second World War. And if I speak to my grandfather about the Second World War, he doesn't tell me about. You know, he was in London for the air raids. He was evacuated, then he came back. He doesn't talk about the the bombings or the being hidden in an air raid shelter and being afraid. He talks about going out and hunting for shrapnel. He talks about, oh, yeah, it was brilliant because we could recognise all the sounds of the planes and all of these things that you just think, well, there's going to be so many different points of view on this one situation. But the one thing that I've heard, and I don't know, I've full disclosure from my current situation, I've not been out in the real world very much. As you say, you're going to be a bit worried when you go into a big crowd for the first time. The other day, I actually had to go to a pharmacy to pick up some hay fever medication because I suffer from that quite badly. And it was the first time I'd been into a shop in that way. And I found it really, really hard going just to go. It was so strange sort of arriving on the, the doorstep of a shop for me and being I've not been inside a shop for six months. It's not something I've done. And then just actually going and feeling alert feeling jumpy feeling just every sort of movement around me i was hypersensitive to and it is is that the strange situation where that is something that to actually from now on i think i will always have that in my memory i will always have this thought of going into a shop as being something that is special and something that was just so totally taken for granted before that we could do anything and then the other thing you said there mentioned briefly was handshakes and it's something I've started asking people as, as a matter of interest is, do you remember when you last shook somebody's hand? And I have a very, very clear memory. It was, I think, March the 12th. I could be slightly wrong on a date. And one of the, one of the last day or the one of the last days of performances that I did, I went to Exeter and I did two things. I did a big trade show where I was doing some juggling. And then in the evening, I did one of my evening shows uh, the big trade show was actually a healthcare show and right before the start of covid had started but right before the lockdown people were really discussing whether or not that event would go ahead and it did but the event went ahead with basically nobody turned up to it it was a, a complete flop because people in the care sector couldn't get in there and we were sent out the day before this huge list of rules that you had to obey that at the time seemed quite draconian quite oh wow this is amazing and i look back at that list of rules now and i think wow that was so tame they were allowing us to you know it was uh, try you know please don't shake hands 
please wash your hands on the way in. You will be heat tested on the way in. But apart from that, you know, there was no question of, of masks or social distancing or a two-meter rule or anything else like that. But I did walk in and I saw the person that hired me and I walked over and they held out my hand. And I reached out and I shook their hand and I said, well, we're not supposed to do this, are we? And they were like, oh, no, stop that. We're going to be. And that was the last handshake I did. And suddenly that again, who would have thought a handshake would just just a random handshake would be something where I go, oh, yeah, that was the that could conceivably be as the world moved forward. The last time I shake hands or it could be by next year, this time next year, we snap back and we're all just shaking hands anyway. Who knows? Yeah, so 2020, in summary, sucks. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that sums it up nicely. <laughs> nobody's going to... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so, So yeah, so uh, what this has done is it's led to some changes to the, the podcast. So, um, you know, uh, as you're aware, if you've been a listener to this for, for quite some time, um, it's Greg and I having a chat uh, but uh, Greg, do you want to perhaps sort of explain uh, the process moving forwards? Okay, so this podcast is, is we're kind of moving around in a circle in a way because many, many years ago, this podcast started basically with me doing a podcast. I was doing a podcast and I, I put an episode out every so often. And then one day I was looking around for guests to interview because a little, little clue for anyone doing a podcast, anyone planning to do a podcast, if you can bring on a guest to interview, saves you... No, no, sorry, let me put that another way. If you can bring on a good guest to interview, it saves you a whole lot of work. If you bring on a bad guest to interview, you're going to make yourself all sorts of hassle in the editing. But if you bring on a good guest to, to interview in a podcast, saves you all the work because all you have to do then is ask them questions, set them up, and let them talk about their specialty subject. And so I had a couple of people on. I had the fantastic Joe Klein who's been on this podcast as well. And then I had this guy called Jem Daduchu, who was called himself History Gems on the Twitter, and I, I found History Gems, and I, I sent an email and I said, would you like to be on the podcast? Yeah, came on, and I think we talked about the Crusades, of course, for the first time that Jem came on. And then that podcast carried on for a little bit longer, and I had Jem, who was the only person I had on at that point in time for a second time as a guest. And after I had him on for a second time, I thought, actually... The better episodes of this podcast are the ones where I'm bringing this guy on who really knows his stuff and we are having a chat. And so I just went to Jem in the end, I think around about 2013, but I may be making that up completely. Might have been even earlier than that, actually, I think. And I went to Jem and I just said, look, would you like to just come and do the podcast with me? We'll just forget you being a special guest. Come in. And that was when we combined names and it became Condensed History Gems for a while, Condensed History And we've been doing that and we've been chatting every, every week until last year. And then last year, things in my personal life started to get a little bit more hectic. I also started the traveling stuff with Lady Felicity that was taking up way more of my time with editing and everything else. And we had a little blip last year where we missed a few weeks or a few months, I think, of the podcast. And then we got it back on track, and then we hit the COVID situation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, at the same time, Jim, you were starting your own podcast called Neon. And we've kind of reached this point where we're at the end or coming towards the end of the the main pandemic lockdown era. We were talking and I'd said at the start of the pandemic, look, I've got to create these online shows. I've got to get those out every two weeks. That was the way and it still is the way I'm making my money at the moment. And so I said, we're going to have to put the podcast on hold. I don't have time to to edit that as well as everything else. I don't have time to come up with what I'm going to say. And I always said to Jim, we will talk again in September and we'll decide whether or not to go ahead with the podcast. And so we got to September and from my point of view, I was not in a situation where I was ready to go on and start presenting a podcast in the normal way, the way we have been doing the preparation before the podcast, I just at the moment don't have time to do in a way that I think does justice to you as listeners. And so at that point in time, I went to Jim and I, I explained the situation to him and I just said to him, I'm going to pass on, pass on the sword, you know, hand over the sword, pass on the torch, whatever it is. And Jim, if you want to carry on the podcast, you are welcome to carry on the podcast keep it it's condensed histories again now you keep that you take the podcast you run with it i'm going to step back and jem because he's jem turned around to me and said whoa hold on a minute i'm happy to he, he wants to carry on the podcast but it is something that the two of us have done together and he sent me a really lovely message and basically i am going to still be involved with the podcast don't worry i'm not actually leaving entirely but i am going to take more of a, a behind the scenes role from here on in so moving forward the plan is and jem will tell you a bit more about the format of what's going to happen in the podcast but moving forwards i will be the 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 the, the puppet master behind the scenes working doing all the editing and everything else and 
Also, don't worry, this is not the last you will hear of me on the podcast because Jem has made it very, very clear that much as I had him on as a guest in the early days, that I will be able to pop up here and there and round about and make my presence known in front of the microphone as well as behind whenever whenever it suits us both and whenever it seems the right moment to have a to have a chat episode like this one. I think that basically sums up the situation, Jim. Do you want to talk about it from your point of view? Uh, well, look, obviously, I, I agree with uh, Greg. I, that's a good summary. So um, we're back, baby. I'm not going to say better because you're going to hear less of Greg. So let's say we're back, but different. And actually picking up on what Greg was saying there. So um, I had this other podcast called Neon. Um, and it ran for uh, 49, sadly we never didn't get to 50, 49 episodes, very proud of the content that was out there. But it was um, it was produced by this uh, this guy who uh, really knows his stuff in terms of uh, audio production. Um, shout out there to Dan, uh, you're, you're a legend. Um, but, you know, the idea with Neon was to make it, you know, a big player. It meant that we had to spend money on it and it needed to sort of reach a critical mass. And we got close, really, really close. But close ain't the same thing as hitting it. So, um, you know, uh, over COVID, we've, we sort of like, we did one last one about COVID um, at the beginning of the sort of the outbreak of sort of roundabout March, April time. And then we just sort of had to admit we can't go any further than this. But the, in the background, I had about basically I was recording them faster than Dan could uh, could produce them. And so there was about sort of 10 or 12 just sitting there. And, um, you know, I spoke to Dan, said, look, is it OK if I just use these again? So you guys are going to hear these ones now. They, they're going to have to be edited a bit. You know, we don't want to start promoting uh, a dead podcast on that. So so if you like, Greg's got to, to do a bit of editing around them. Uh, but a little, little word of advice here. Uh, and maybe we need to just put a little um, sort of like health warning on each one. Not that they're, they're, they're naughty or anything like that. But sometimes I make reference to, you know, like 2019. It's like, well, it's clearly not 2019 anymore. Um, so, so yeah, so, um, uh, what Neon was, uh, um, you know, I, uh, depending on how it goes, depending on what you, what your thoughts are on it, um, you know, what I do is I take a piece of pop culture and then say, okay, well, uh, let's take, for example, the A-Team. You can't get anything more sort of garish and silly from the 1980s as the A-Team. So you start with that. And then you say, but oh, but look what it was talking about. It was actually talking about Vietnam vets and how, you know, at the beginning, you've got this footage of people jumping in and out of helicopters in jungles, which you never see anything like that in the rest of the TV show. So what was that all about? And and so it comes into a conversation about the Vietnam War, talks about also things like, you know, how the veterans were treated when they came back. Um, so, you know, I, I start with something sort of bright and bubblegummy and pop like uh, like the A-Team and finish with the Vietnam War. Or I take something like Star Wars and point out how there's a surprising amount of Japanese samurai uh, visualization in it. Um, so, you know, it, you know, if I can get something like that, so it might be a movie, it might be a TV show, it might be a video game, a song. And so there's a bunch of them that are still sitting out there, which will be out. So it'll be largely me talking. Um, well, it will be me talking. But at any point, if Greg turns around and says, I want to jump in, I, I want to do an episode with you again, or I want to do a, a Greg episode, um, that that will be happening too. So it's like, yeah, Gemma, Greg are still the guys doing the podcast. It's all, but Greg is the 
largely silent partner, which must be killing him inside, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but, you know, on, on a serious point, and sort of Greg's alluded to this, you know, look, Greg is a live performer. So, so am I. I'm, I, I'm, I earn my, most of my money through business training. The, the, the history books don't only do so-so. Um, and I've managed to turn my business training into an online concept, you know, logging in and, you know, doing it online through Skype or WhatsApp or, or Zoom or whatever. But Greg can't really do that. So he's he's done his best to create a sort of like a new live concept on Facebook or sort of live, uh, almost live. Um, and, and therefore, I want to sort of kick it back to Greg, because, look, from my point of view, you know, we knew that with Neon, uh, it, it, we managed to get up, get to sort of like 30,000 downloads uh, a month. And that's not even close to what Condensed Histories does. If you like this stuff, please, please, um, you know, spread the word because we could, you know, we seem to have sort of like two, three hundred loyal listeners. And that's great. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back. Uh, and we will be back for, for quite some time, hopefully. But we need you guys to spread the word. So if that costs you nothing, just sort of like connect links, share it, put it on Twitter, you know, tell your mates about it. Great. But for Greg, you know, if you, you know, if you've managed to survive through uh, COVID-19. Um, well, then over to you, Greg. How can they help you? Well, the easiest thing is just to support, as Jim says, everything we do online. We do loads of stuff. You can check out Jim's books and everything. But the big thing that I've been doing is my online shows. I do a fortnightly online show, the Almost Live show. And the reason it's called Almost Live is because the way it works these days is the first half hour to 45 minutes of the show, you tune in at five o'clock on a so every other Sunday afternoon on Facebook on my Facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash Greg and Felicity Adventures and you tune in there at five o'clock and you're going to watch a 45 minute basically television show you're going to sit down and watch something that's pre-recorded premiering live and then as soon as that finishes I come on to a live segment where I've been doing and this has turned out to be far more popular than I expected and it's absolutely ludicrous. I come on and I do a choose your own adventure story. So if you ever have one of those books as a kid where you do your choose your own adventure and you get to the end of the chapter and it says, if you'd like to steal all the gold from the dragon, then turn to page 56. Or if you'd like to leave the gold where it is because you don't want to be burned to a crisp, turn to page 72. And I'm sure there is some modern day internet version of this out there that was what I grew up with, is those Choose Your Own Adventure books. And so the second half, the second part of each one, starting at six o'clock every other Sunday, I just start telling a story. And with Facebook, people can write in ideas and suggestions. And I have my wife and sister-in-law sat behind the screen, picking out suggestions as we go along. And basically the suggestions of the audience guides my story into something that get sillier and sillier and more and more outrageous until eventually I decide it's time for it to end each week and that's the only way I can describe it they are worth checking out and if you'd like to go and have a look at those the most recent one I've done as of this podcast we did a special episode on Sunday Just Gone where we actually put together a real filmic first half which is called Race Across Space and it's a, a comedy space race. There's tons of CGI and tons of puppetry and tons of me just being silly in there. So I really recommend that's going to be a great place to start. 
So if you head to facebook.com forward slash Greg and Felicity Adventures, you'll find that. And the way I fund it all is through something called Ko-Fi. So if you want to then support the show financially and support what I do, you can do that at Ko-Fi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Greg. And you can go there and you can find out how to buy my audio books and buy T-shirts and also just pop some coins into my hat. So that's what that's what I've got going on behind the scenes. Now, I'm while... just going to jump in there because Greg's being very, uh, very nice there. Um, but uh, I'm just sort of going to add to this. But, you know, Greg, it, we've all heard about how live performance has, has been suffering. Um, you know, I've got a friend who works in theatre in London. Well, theatres are shut and uh, she's facing redundancy and it's an absolute crying shame. She's done nothing wrong. Um, but Greg is, you know, in essence, a freelancer. He's a lone, lone trader and therefore, you know, he's not getting the gigs that he would normally get over the summer because of this damn virus. So please, please, you know, if you can just throw a few coins in the hat, you know, uh, you know, help spread the word. All these things will help him. And, you know, Greg's a real good guy, so I really encourage you to do so. I am sure at the bottom of this particular podcast, you're going to add the links to that stuff so people can get to it easily. Um, but, yeah, come on, guys. You know, if you've been following the podcast for years, we've never really asked for, for, for money from you guys. But, you know, now's the time to just dip your hand into your pocket for Greg. Thank you so much, Jim, for that. And the important thing that I do want to make clear over and over again is you may not be hearing my voice as much on these podcasts, but rest assured, you will be. I will be there behind the scenes. We are going to step up the way we edit them slightly. Whereas, you know, in the past they've been very like this, just me and Jim chatting back and forward. Because all I'm doing now is the behind the scenes, is the edit. I'm going to have a bit more time to to play with the edit, enhance, maybe drop a few little bits and pieces in as well, so we can have a little bit more fun with that. So you will feel my. You will feel my presence throughout the podcast, even when I'm not on particular episodes. And I think what I do want to say, because we're moving towards the end, we said we wanted to keep this one quite short. And as finest traditions of condensed histories, we've not necessarily kept it as short as we planned. <laughs> we have failed. And I just want to say we are moving on to a new era. And so I would just like to take a moment just to say a... A massive, not this isn't the end of the show, thank you, but I would just like to say a massive thank you to all of you who've been on the journey with us so far and moving forwards, but also just a big thank you to you, Jim, because we have had, and you just think about the incredible amount of episodes we've put out over the last few years and the chats we've had and everything else in front of the scenes, behind the scenes, on air, off air and everything else. And I just want to just say a, a heartfelt thank you to you for everything we've achieved so far with Condensed Histories and for when I was in a position where I was saying to you, you take it over, you basically said to me, well, not so fast. We're in this together, buddy. You stick around. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure the last bit's a compliment. It sounds almost like I'm threatening. You're like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in. No, um, uh, look, thank, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Look, uh, it, it's been a, a difficult, tough year for everybody. Um, you know, so uh, I, I, I guess the point of Condensed Histories is, look, could we have done a 17-part series on, like, you know, viruses throughout history? Yeah, but I think we're all kind of sick of that. I'm hoping that, you know, Condensed Histories has and always will be a way for you to sit there and just entertain you for, for like half an hour and 40 minutes. And maybe you learn a few facts as, as you go along as well. We've had a number of people say it just sounds like two guys sitting in a pub chatting together. OK, the format's going to change a little bit. But if you like the 
the point behind it won't. And with that all being said, I won't be on next time. Obviously, it'll be the first new gem episodes. With us changing over to that new format and everything else, we are really going to need all of you this week, yes. But this week really, I think, is an episode for those of you who have listened to us for a long time. This is where we can set up where we're going forward. So please share this episode round. But most importantly, next week's episode will drop on Tuesday. They always do. I will get it going up Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. When that happens, the sooner you can get onto your podcast app and download it, and the sooner you can just share it out on whatever social media platforms you have, the sooner you can get a friend to download it, the sooner you can, you know, stick it on a great big billboard outside your house, Condensed Histories is back. That episode in the new format where we want people to really be able to hear how it's going to sound going forward, the earlier you can help us push that out, the more people it will get to, the bigger our chances of starting to regrow the Condensed Histories podcast and get it up into a bit more of a dizzying height than it has been so far. Here, here. Which I think probably brings us to the end of this episode. So, as always, I would like to say a, a genuinely massive thank you to my wonderful co-host, Mr. Jem Daducci. And I want to say that I genuinely love Greg and Flick. Would it help if I say their names right? But uh, these are, are good people, and uh, I wish you all the very best in these tough times. And I would just like to say to everybody out there listening, thank you so much. Uh, normally at this point in time, I do my goodbye and take care, but it kind of feels wrong to say goodbye when it's my last full episode, but I'm not actually leaving you all. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to say my, my new little catchphrase that I've been using <laughs> over the course of this whole pandemic, which is just please, everybody take unbelievably good care of yourselves and of each other, and we will see you all very soon. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.